31,000, 45,000, the story of two trains of French resistance. A podcast by Mathieu Landour Engel. Marie-Claude Vaillant-Claude Vaillant, Vaillant 31,685 31, This is the 44th day of the Nuremberg trials. 24 of the most prominent members and leaders of Nazi Germany are judged. This had been decided day of the at the trials trial. of Nuremberg, who decide on the war crimes of Nazi Germany. Nazi Germany are judged. It had been decided be an international that the trial of Nuremberg would decide with judges coming the from the allies of Nazi Germany, including France, it would be an and defense lawyer from Germany, with judges coming from the allies countries, including the France, Nuremberg and defense lawyers from Germany, for different reasons. The city of Nuremberg One of them had been chosen for Nuremberg different reasons. Nuremberg was known for being the birthplace of the Nazi party. Like a good idea this to end it. felt like a good idea where it all to end it, where it all started. Out of the 24 accused men, out of the Herman 24 Goring accused men, is the most Herman Goring one. is the most important one. He had helped, he had helped creating, the, creating Gestapo. the Gestapo as well as, as, well ordering, as ordering the application of the, application the, final, solution, of the final solution, the Jewish extermination. The Jewish extermination. He is also the most important figure still alive. alive. The most important Adolf Hitler figure and Joseph still Goebbels committed suicide Adolf Hitler in Joseph Goebbels Heinrich committed Müller suicide and Adolf in Eichmann disappeared. Heinrich Müller and Adolf Eichmann disappeared. by Czech partisans. Reinhard Heydrich was assassinated by Czech partisans, and Heinrich Joseph Terboven blew himself up with dynamite in Sweden, by British and Heinrich Himmler managed to kill himself and those 23 men had to be judged by British forces. The crimes of Nazi Germany were beyond anything ever recorded before. Goring the and those 23 men with the reading of had to be judged. Conspiracy to wage aggressive war. The crimes of Nazi crimes Germany against were beyond war crimes. anything and the last ever count recorded before. Which had been created for this trial. trial began with crime the reading of four counts of indictments. Conspiracy to wage aggressive war. Crimes against peace. War crimes. And the last count, which had been created especially so for this trial, so malignant against and so devastating. humanity. That civilization cannot tolerate their being ignored because it cannot survive their being repeated. Telford Taylor, American Counsel for the Prosecution. The German administration attempted to destroy as much evidence of the extermination as possible. Fortunately, the amount of paperwork Telford and evidence Taylor, still American existing was enough. For the prosecution. During the first days of the trial, the judges easily laid the out German evidence administration that the German administration on the extermination of the Jews, Cigans, Fortunately, Soviet the amount Union, of paperwork and evidence still existing and was enough. During the first days of trial, 
the judges as well easily laid as out evidence, proving that the German conference on the examination of the Jews, paper the Tsigans, the Poles, the Russians, the camps. and the homosexuals, the as well as a war as many on the global scale. As they, could. They, also built they were signatures, conferences recorded on paper, and multiple photographic evidence of the extermination camps. They presented the some of them, may have blown up as many gas chambers they could, the final they solution organization. Too many of them. They also needed first-hand witnesses the judges of the examination also needed camps. witnesses. They this presented is the reason some of why Marie could testify of war crimes. About to testify. And she has of a the final solution organization, they also needed first-hand witnesses of the extermination camps. Back in 1934, this is the reason Marie Claude was a reporter She is she about was sent to by testify. the newspaper to visit and the Shao and Oranienburg concentration camps. It was a first warning for her. She knew back in 1934. Marie Claude was a reporter and photographer. She was sent no one by her newspaper to visit the Shao and Oranienburg. Resisting from the start, camps. she was arrested on the 9th of February. It was a first warning for her. She knew like what the Nazi Germany was capable of. Pressure and violence she brought was back used pictures, but back Finally, in France. It was no decided that deportation care. would be a suitable punishment. Resisting from the start, she was, she was arrested the on the 9th of February. Like the others, she refused to talk. Pressure and violence was used she against her. Typhus, she lost her closest friends. Finally, My it was decided that deportation would be a suitable punishment. Annette Epo giving Michael water to women she on was their way to the gas chambers. She was was not a concentration camp. It was an extermination birth as well. Marie Claude spoke German fluently. It was an asset in the camp, a way she to help her friends navigate the absurd rules. She survived and was My sent to the quarantine with the Daniel others. Casanova. In August she 1944, she was sent giving to water to women on their way Michael to the gas chambers. Quickly joined she was punished the by the SS by going to the gas chambers as well. In April 1945, the SS ran away and left the last prisoners of Ravensbrück on their own. Locked, without any food. Marie Claude and Dr. Adelaide Oval took charge of the Marie camp. Claude the woman spoke camp, German fluently as well as the men's. It was camp. an asset in the camp, a way to help her friends navigate the absurd world. been all starving to death, yet she the survived, arrived and brought and was sent to the quarantine with Some the of the men and women were far too weak. In August 1944, she was Nothing sent to Ravensbrück. Marie Claude quickly so Marie -Claude joined the resistance group. Stayed until the end. They didn't want to leave anyone behind. In April 1945, so many were saved the SS ran away and left they the witnessed last, the last days of their own. Locked, they came back on the 25th of June 1945, and Dr. The Adelaide Oval the took charge of the camp, the women's camp as well as the men's camp. My Claude found they would have been all starving to death. Still alive. Yet the Allies arrived and brought provisions. Some of the men and women were fat to help him running away as he was being arrested. Nothing could save My Claude was lucky. Not many My Claude and the Allied States until France. the end. Even they didn't want to leave anyone behind. To use for so many were saved thousand. thanks to them. For many more it was too 230 women formed the 31,000. They came back 49 on the 25th of June 1945. Among but the last of the 31,000 to compare to the others. The 31,000 knew that the Jewish My population suffered even more. There was no quarantine for alive. them, no revere, no rules, Our absolutely nothing, and no one to protect alive. them. Three weeks Artifacts after their arrival in January 1943, the train arrived from France, 
a train of Jewish My women, members of the resistance. Not Some were close friends of the family one father. They had met at the Romainville Ford Even before they had been transferred to Drancy. To use Out of the 1,200 who arrived, 125 got into the camp. The rest were sent to the gas chambers right away. It wasn't much, Within a month, but it was a very high number of the 125 survived. More than a million Jewish women, the men and children knew died. That the Jewish population no suffered even more. There was no quarantine for them, no revere, no rules, absolutely nothing, and no one to protect them. Back Three weeks the present, after their arrival in I January 1943, a train no arrived from Romania, a train of Jewish women. Some were close so friends of the 31,000. Out of the 1,200 who arrived, only 125 got into the camp. The rest were sent to the gas chambers one way. Within a month, none of the 125 survived. Many more trials were followed, leading to the condemnation of 5,006 people. 794 death sentences, My Claude does 486 executions. No one. Of those she sentences. wishes to tell everything she can. She wishes, but there is so much more. The those who arrested her in France were trialed. Many of Last them were. Not many seem to she care about what she was. That Pétain and the Vichy regime were judged day. appropriately. Today, everyone Wrong. listens to her. She wishes that companies such as Siemens or E.J. Farben, a few months who after had the factories. Trial, Right near Most the of the 24 men are judged so guilty and good sentenced. Use of the prisoners were Many judged, more trials will follow, they want. leading to the condemnation of, of 5,006 people, there is 794 much to death sentences, in the future. 486 executions of those sentences. She wishes that those who were arrested Today her in France the of were trialed. Many of them days She wishes that Pétain and the Vichy regime were judged appropriately. Marie-Claude came back home to her companion she wishes that companies such as Siemens or E.J. Farben, who had factories right near the concentration camp, so they could make good use of the prisoners' labor, were judged. For better or worse. They won't. All of this is disappointing to her. There is much to fight against still. Asked if she had been able to watch the accuser's reaction as she was speaking. Today is the 8th of February. Marie-Claude replied, Marie-Claude, is interviewed yes. by a journalist of Regard I had the satisfaction magazine. of staring at her. The journalist Guerin. asks if she I had been able to watch the accuser's reactions as she was accusing him. Michael replied, A small victory. Yes. A victory I had the satisfaction of staring at Herman Goring. I felt that, through me, millions of women were accusing him. A small victory, a victory nonetheless. Thank you for listening to this episode of 31,000-45,000, the story of two trains of French members of the Résistance. My name is Mathieu Landau-Engel. This episode was about Marie-Claude Vaillant-Couturier and the Nuremberg trial. I have already read part of the testimony she gave on the trial during an episode about Thérèse Lambois. Here is the rest of it. Charles Dubost is the French prosecutor. Dubost, can you tell me about the selections that were made at the beginning of winter? Vaillant Couturier. During Christmas 1944, no, 1943, Christmas 1943, when we were in quarantine, we saw 
Since we lived opposite Block 25, women brought to Block 25 stripped naked. Uncovered trucks were then driven up, and on them the naked women were piled, as many as the trucks could hold. Each time a truck started, the infamous Hessler ran after the truck and with his bludgeon repeatedly struck the naked women going to their death. They knew they were going to the gas chamber and tried to escape. They were massacred. They attempted to jump from the truck and we, from our own block, watched the trucks pass by and heard the grievous wailing of those women who knew they were going to be gassed. Many of them could still very well have lived on since they were suffering only from scabies and were perhaps a little too undernourished. Since the Jewesses were sent to Auschwitz with their entire families, and since they had been told that this was sort of a ghetto and were advised to bring all their goods and chattels along, they consequently brought considerable riches with them. As for the Jewesses from Salonika, I remember that on their arrival, they were given picture postcards bearing the post office address of Wartsi, a place which did not exist, and a printed text to be sent to their families, stating, We are doing very well here, we have work, and we are all very well treated. We await your arrival. I myself saw the card in question, and uh, Schrieberinnen, that is, the secretaries of the block, were instructed to distribute them among the internees in order to post them to their families. I know that whole families arrived as a result as those postcards. Cross-examination by Dr. Hans Marx, attorney for Julius Treasure. Dr. Hans Marx. Madame Couturier, you declared that you were arrested by the French police. Madame Vaillant Couturier, yes. Marx, for what reason were you arrested? Vaillant Couturier. Resistance. I belonged to a resistance movement. Marx, another question. Which position did you occupy? I mean, what kind of post did you ever hold? Have you ever held a post? Vaillant Couturier, where? Marx, for example, as a teacher? Vaillant Couturier, before the war? I don't quite see what this question has to do with the matter. I was a journalist. Marx, yes. The fact of the matter is that you, in your statement, showed great skill in style and expression, and I should like to know whether you held any position, such, for example, as teacher or lecturer. Vaillant Couturier, no, I was a newspaper photographer. Marx, How do you explain that you yourself came through these experiences so well and are now in such a good state of health? Vaillant Couturier. First of all, I was liberated a year ago, and in a year, one has time to recover. Secondly, I was ten months in quarantine for typhus, and I had the great luck not to die of exanthematic typhus, although I had it and I was ill for thirty-one and a half months. Also in the last months of Ravensbrück, as I knew German, I worked on the river. Roll call, to which explains why I did not have to work quite so hard or to suffer from the endemencies of the weather. On the other hand, out of the 230 of us, only 49 from my convoy returned alive, and we were only 52 at the end of four months. I had the great fortune to return. Max, yes. Does your statement contain what you yourself observed or is it concerned with information from other sources as well? Vaillant Couturier. Whenever such was the case, I mentioned it in my declaration. I have never quoted anything which has not previously been verified at the sources and by several persons, but the major part of my evidence is based on personal experience. Marx, how can you explain your very precise statistical knowledge, for instance, 
that 700,000 Jews arrive from Hungary. Fayan Couturier, I told you that I have worked in the offices and where Auschwitz was concerned, I was a friend of the secretary, the Oberhof Scharin, whose name and address I gave to the tribunal. Marx, it has been stated that only 350,000 Jews came from Hungary, according to the testimony of the chief of the Gestapo, Heichmann. Vaillant Couturier, I'm not going to argue with the Gestapo. I have good reasons to know that what the Gestapo states is not always true. Marx, how were you treated personally? Were you treated well? Vaillant Couturier, like the others. Marx, like the others, you said before that the German people must have known of the happenings in Auschwitz. What are your grounds for your statement? Vaillant Couturier, I have already told you. To begin with, there was the fact that when we left, the Lorraine soldiers of the Wehrmacht, who were taking us to Auschwitz, said to us, if you knew where you were going, you would not be in such a hurry to get there. Then there was the fact that the German women who came out of the quarantine to go to work in German factories knew of these events, and they all said that they would speak about them outside. Further, the fact that in all the factories where the Haflinger, the internees, worked, they were in contact with the German civilians, as also were the Auf Zeherinen, who were in touch with the friends and families and often told them what they had seen. Marx, one more question. Up to 1942, you were able to observe the behavior of the German soldiers in Paris. Did not these German soldiers behave well throughout and did they not pay for what they took? Vaillant Couturier. I have not the least idea whether they paid or not for what they requisitioned. As for their good behavior, too many of my friends were shot or massacred for me to differ with you. Marx. I have no further question to put to this witness. This is the end of the testimony. I made some assumptions regarding the trial of Marie to Nuremberg, apart from that I tried to be as faithful as I could. The story of Anna Tepo, who gave water to the Jewish women and was punished by being selected to the gas chamber, is a true story. Anna Tepo was made righteous among the nation. The Nuremberg trials were the most important trials of Nazi Germany, leading to many condemnations. Yet, some weren't judged. People like Adolf Eichmann, responsible of the transport to the concentration and extermination camps. He managed to escape and hide in Argentina for more than a decade before the Mossad, the Israeli secret services, extracted him, extracted him to Israel and he was later judged in a separate trial. Heinrich Müller, the chief of the Gestapo, disappeared. He was assumed dead yet may have escaped judgment. His fate remains unknown to this day. Many more members of the Nazi administration were not judged for various reasons. There is a point where you can't judge everyone who only carried orders, even terrifying orders. You can't judge the men who drove the trains. You can't judge uh, those who built the barracks or installed the electrified fences. There is a point where you can't judge everyone. But Marie-Claude Vaillant-Couturier was right to be disappointed that some were never judged, like the companies who used the prisoners as cheap labor for the sake of profit, like E.J. Farben or Siemens. She was right to be disappointed when many members of the French administration serving the Vichy regime were not judged or were pardoned very quickly. Now I would like to let you know a little more about Marie-Claude Vaillant-Couturier because she is an important figure of France. 
After the war, she was elected as a communist deputy for several terms, vice president of the French National Assembly, president of the Foundation for the Memory of Deportation, amongst other positions. In 1964, she actively fought for the notion of crimes against humanity to become imprescriptible, which she helped make happen. She also actively fought for salary equality between men and women, more rights for pregnant women at work, rights for adoption, and pushed for peace movements. On top of that, she was also a photograph reporter. She was many things. She was a remarkable woman. I have been trying to find Marie-Claude Vaillant-Couturier's relatives, unfortunately my research was unsuccessful. If by any chance you know of someone related to her, please let me know. I would be very pleased to get in touch and make sure the text I wrote doesn't contain any errors. Thank you very much for your attention. The next episode will be about Francis Jolie and the Sanders trial. Thirty-one thousand, forty-five thousand. The story of two trains of French resistance. A podcast by Mathieu Landour Engel.